KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas. FM 106.1, North County. AM 1210, San Diego. KPRAZE. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPRAZE, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to another Come Together San Diego broadcast for June 19th, 2021. This is the launching of a time frame called Father's Day. And there's other things that have newly found their way to the calendar. Uh, uh, what's the, what is it, uh, John? The nteenth. Nteenth. All these different, and the day before Father's Day. Here, here's the deal, my friend. We know that things are bubbling in the United States, in the world in general, and in Israel as well. We know that big things are coming down, and when I mean down, I mean D O W N down. And God wants to lift things up, and so here we have a people with the ulterior motive is to bring things down, and we have a Creator who wants to lift things up, and we know who's going to win, and so we want to lift him up as he lifts us up, and that's what this show is about because we're going to talk about Father's Day, who's your dad, but also whose dad are you. We're going to explore those things, but we're not going to let somebody who might be known as the father of communism or the father of socialism, Karl Marx, we're not going to let him uh, sneak away either because his influence is impacting us today in terrible ways. We're going to bring this to the fore, forefront and we are going to communicate about this. So if you want to know what's going on and the ulterior motives from uh, days, years, decades, centuries, millennia ago, we are going to deal with those as well. So take special note of that. My co-hosts in the studio, Earl Clampett, Simper Truth, Sim, not Simper Truth, that's like Simper Fi, but this is Simple Truth Ministries. He's also known as The Judge, so he has great uh, insights on a lot of different venues and sides. And Neil, uh, John Neal, uh, Prayer Shield and other things as well. He's a powerhouse as well, a prayer warrior, and his wife Margie is praying like crazy behind the scenes and behind the glass. <laughs> and, of course, producer Neil is here with us as well. So, my listening friend, get ready because we're going to let her rip. And I want you to take notes because if you've noticed recently, the Judeo-Christian values are targeted from the bad guys. We want to take a little look at the history of this and the ulterior motives of, you know, it goes all the way back to Satan uh, in the Garden of Eden. But we're going to get there, but we're going to share some insights as well. So let me begin. First of all, John... Neil, how you doing? I am so good from Paris. <laughs> and my favorite judge, Earl Clampett, how you doing, brother? Good afternoon, Cass. Yes, yes, yes. So my listening friend, I'm going to hand this over to, to, to Earl, and he knows that I'm going to have to give him time cues for the segments and things like that. But he's, you know, he's a, a lawyer and, been, and judge and things like that, so getting his attention from his own, own list of things to say couldn't be can be a challenge anyway and he's also a good friend as you can tell from my bantering okay earl lay it on us okay um well today's topic is uh all about father's day and um and so john and i and pastor dennis did a recent uh conference called uh, who's your daddy 
And so, um, and it's kind of interesting that you selected, well, whose daddy are we, uh, Kaz? And so I thought, well, um, the first question is, uh, is Father God in our Bible, is he just another family relative? Or does he have special significance? And where I'm going with this is that uh, what I used to teach in the uh, jails uh, was that I knew inmates who were in those jails were taught the same thing I was. And I think the church needs to kind of ask, well, who is Father God? Because we don't talk about him very much. Right. And so um, he's, he's, he's our provider, he's our protector, and he is the one who gives us our identity in the divine family. Now, again, provider, protector, and identity giver. And that somebody asked me one time, Where, where's that in the Bible? And I said, you know where you can find that? I said, it's all in the Lord's Prayer. And he goes, oh, all three of those? I said, all three of those. I said, mm-hmm. so if you just say the Lord's Prayer slowly, you'll be able to see your identity, where, you, where we say our Father, and, and we have Jesus telling us that uh, as a as an older brother, because Jesus isn't our Father, the Holy Spirit's not our Father. We have a divine Father. And actually, um, it's interesting because he's actually the goal of the entire Judeo-Christian journey. Wow. And, and we don't get that. We just don't understand. It's really interesting. The rules of the game is to know what your destiny is, what your target is, what your objective is. And most of the church, it's really interesting, um, unlike the fallen angelic kingdom who understand God's rules, and, of course, the divine uh, kingdom, the loyal angels and, and the Holy Spirit and Jesus, they all understand the rules of the Father, but we don't. We don't even know that he's the goal. So I tell people, let's go to John fourteen six. I used to teach this in the jails. And um, I would read it incorrectly on purpose, and I said, uh, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And I'd say this really quickly to throw them off because I know what they were taught. I said, and no one gets to heaven but by me. And they were all nodding in agreement. Yep, that's what it says. And they're looking at their Bibles. The, the, the page is six inches away from their nose. And I would point out to them and, guy, and say, guys, you're all nodding. I said it wrong. What does it say? And they look back and they go, oh, oh, no one gets to the Father but by me. And I said, yeah. Does, what, if the goal is of the Christian journey is a person called Father God versus just dying and going to a place called heaven, would you live your life any differently, Mr. Inmate? And they all agreed they would, okay? And, so, and the other thing is this. We don't know that the goal is not just Father God, but Father God is also defined as something called eternal life. Oh, yes. Eternal life is a person, not an existence state. Say that again. Eternal life is a divine person. It is not an existence state. And so people say, where would you get that? John 17, 3. Have a look. And it actually says, it begins, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God, that's the Father, and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. So knowing them is eternal life. And you can have it now. <laughs> you don't have to wait till you die. Okay? That's the whole point. All right. So, so Father God is our great creator. He's our great designer. He's the one who set up the template and the operating system of how this earth was to be run by human beings, not fallen angelic creatures. Father God is also the rule maker on how the kingdom of God operates. And we as as believers generally do not understand his ground rules. 
It's funny, but God in the entire angelic realm, both the fallen angels and the loyal angels, they get the ground rules, but why don't we? So what are the ground rules? Father God gives man, in the beginning, plenary authority to rule and govern this earth, okay? This earth, we're coming back home. That's the whole object, is to come back to your family and come back to your inheritance, which is earth. Check it out in Psalm 115 and 117. He is, as Father, I already said this, he protects, okay, gives us identity, last two minutes. Father God, okay, this is, this is the only limitation he, sits, he gives us for our authority as, as human children who are supposed to run the earth. His only limit is to say, you need to keep within the principles of this one overarching rule, which is you, you will reap what you sow. Mm. You will reap what you sow. And these are universally applied, and we can see it right in the very beginning. He warns uh, Adam and Eve, if you eat of the tree, dot, 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 you will, okay? He ex- explained that to them, cause and effect. And this is, you want to get technical? This is, um, uh, this is, who's the guy that we talked about gravity? Newton. This is his third law of motion. For every um, action, there There's is an reaction. equal and opposite yes. reaction, okay? So that's what sowing and reaping is all about, okay? So man sowed disobedience and reaped death in the very beginning. We see that in Genesis chapter 3. And by believing a lie, it caused our separation from our father and separation from him by definition in John seventeen three, equals death, Okay? So his plan is to restore us to life through his son and to bring us back to him in a circular, cyclical fashion so that we may inherit our destiny, which was to rule and govern over the earth. He never took our total authority away. And the uh, the last thing before we end, the fallen angelic beings were furious and they were upset that they weren't picked to rule and reign this earth. It was given to human flesh he breathed into dust and he breathed life into us we cannot blame god or consequences for our cause and effect rebelling against him oh my earl that's powerful and one of the things obviously you know my listening friend if you understand scripture that we have had this freedom and privilege and it was usurped stolen from us because of the enemy and so he has, from the very beginning, desired to take us away from the father of light and introduce himself as the father of lies. And so the whole crux of our message today on Father's Day is whose father are you, but whose father, who, who is the father whom you serve? We might be surprised as to exactly who that is because we might find that there's a little uh, mixture in our service. We're going to discover those things. Earl Clampett has set the stage for this. And he's going to continue. We're going to talk a little bit more about God the Father and his desire to, to restore, uh, restore um, uh, families together. So Earl and John Neal and I are going to be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, hello, my friends. How you doing? Boy, oh boy, what a topic today. We're, no, we're em- embracing the uh, 
oncoming Father's Day, but are we just using it as an opportunity to go out and just have fun? I hope not. I hope we have a reverence uh, about Father's Day and the true father and not the false father. That's what we're talking about today. And Earl was so kind to set the stage talking and introducing us to the the true father, the father of light. And uh, he had a good time the first segment to talk about that. Now we're going to hand the baton over to John Neal of Prayer Shield and so many other things. Uh, so these guys love to work in tandem. It's yep. the old one-two punch, you know, and I'm on the other side of them That's swinging. Right. I love it. <laughs> so, so John, I think Earl set, a, set the stage about identifying who the father is. I know you, you want to talk a little bit about, well, father has a family. Yes, so you want to does. talk a little bit about that. Yes, he does. And the question has to start with, does anyone have a messed up family? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I laugh because in my family, we have my dad was married three times. My mom was married three times. I have half-brothers, step-brothers. I've got kids I don't even know about. I've got uh, this mother, that mother. And for a long season, they would gather together at holidays, which was really interesting. Yeah. And we all know that you love your family, but sometimes you don't like them. <laughs> and there was a lot of that going on. And so I, my question to everyone out there listening is, think about your own family. But then the thing becomes, how did the family get that way? Because the intent of the father was not to be a train conductor at the ticket booth going, okay, here's your ticket to heaven, you know Jesus. It was for you to step back into relationship with him. Because Adam and Eve didn't lose heaven in the Garden of Eden. They lost walking with the father daily. Yes, in the cool of the day. In the cool of the day. Is that an amazing thing? And my heart and my prayer for myself and my friends is, Lord, let let us walk with you daily. Let us walk with you, and let us hear your voice constantly. So that thing goes down. What happened? Well, we know that the enemy comes. Uh, did God really say yeah. the biggest lie that was ever spoken and continues to be spoken today? But where does that come from? It comes from this thing where God had a purpose and a plan. His purpose and his plan was we, his people, his children, created from the dirt, <laughs> breaths brought into you, yep. we would rule we would rule over this whole planet. Now, important for all my environmentalists, and I'm a conservationist, that means taking care of the planet. Yes. By the it, way, yeah. let me just inter- yeah. interject this. John Neal is an excellent historian. He's a, he's a, he's a teacher in the, in the school system, but he also is an historian. So he actually helped me write uh, my book uh, <laughs> as well. So anyway, so he's not speaking just off the top of his head, not only scripturally, but he also has the backdrop of history uh, in his backpack. Amen. <laughs> and here's the deal. The enemy comes along, and what does he do? That whole lie. Did God really say? And we introduce a new father. At that moment, we now have this transition. It's no longer the real father, Abba, Most High God, Adonai. Now we have the father of lies becomes the adopted father. Now, this is no... Self-proclaimed Self-proclaimed. This is no slam on adopted fathers. My own family, I had a stepfather who raised me. Awesome man. We just did his memorial not more than six days ago. And a blessed man, awesome. Thank you for that. But... The enemy twisted the truth of what God said. He moved it away from what God said, I'm your father, here's the game plan, to, oh, no, no, did God really say? So I'm now the father, so what do we deal with? Our entire life, from the time I was a child, it's been this dual father mentality. And unbeknownst to me within the church, I kind of missed the fact that God was my father. I mean, I heard it, I knew it, I was Catholic, do the sign of the cross, but it was more focused on Jesus. And hallelujah for what God did. Jesus brings us salvation. But what did he say? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the 
He didn't say no one gets to Jesus yeah, that was, except that's by his, me. That's his destination point. That was the destination, Father. Exactly. <laughs> and there remembers that. But I learned my entire life. It's all about going to heaven. It's all about being in church. It's all about doing that. There's the change that the enemy slipped in. And the enemy wants to lay these things upon us. He does it in the family, too. So your father didn't treat you the way he should have treated you. So what do you do? Uh, you don't treat your children the way you should treat them because you didn't learn. And then we start the excuse method. And I'm sorry, I'm going to violate all the rules of counseling yep. and all the rules of what they say is appropriate. We make choices. And our choices, as Earl just said, there's a cause and there's an effect. If you choose to sin, you can say, well, you know, it's not really my fault. Kaz made me do that. But I still made the choice to take the action. And now we see the – I'm a teacher, a high school teacher, public high school. I see broken kids every single day. 50% of my kids, divorced families. No dads at home. The father wants to be in our life, and he wants the real fathers, our physical fathers, to be here also. We are in a place where, with God's word, you know, the entire story, of course, the entire story of the Bible, of course, is not about all the miracles. It's not about all the who healed what or who did what or the battles that are fought. I had a lot of fun with those. But the entire story of the Bible, from in the beginning God until come soon Lord Jesus in Revelations, is reunification of the family unit Mm. to bring it all back together. This is why in the world there's so much attack on the family unit. Mm -hmm. The destruction of the family unit is everywhere left and right. And now we celebrate the destruction. Oh, how great it was that you got divorced. How great it was. My parents got divorced when I was three years old. Back in the 60s, virtually nobody got divorced. I went to school, and I was picked upon because I was the divorced kid. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we all know the story of the prodigal son. Okay? But think about what that's all about. Really think what it's all about. You've got someone who didn't obey the father. And think about Deuteronomy. I'm going to set us back one second. Think about Deuteronomy 21. What does it say about a son who's disobedient, disrespectful? It says the mother and the father can take them to the elders, and they can stone them. Oh, my. Yeah. And what does it say right after that, which no one reads? It says, so that evil will not prevail within Israel. My. When you stop the evil, it doesn't go to the next generation, the next one, the next one, the next one. We have seen, and with the prodigal son, part of the problem there, the prodigal son, think about this in the human sense, not the spiritual sense. The human sense, probably that father let him get away with a little bit too much. Yes. Probably allowed him a few things. Not like our heavenly father who goes, okay, cause and effect. But the picture there, of course, is of God the father. Yes. And what happens? The son comes back, and I love this. It says, as the son returns, after spending all the money, you know, making a mess of his life, screwing everything up, he comes running back home. Dad sees him from afar. Mm-hmm. Now, it says he runs to him. And probably the gallop, he had to pull his little skirts up there. He's <laughs> running as fast as he can. And it says he grabbed him, put his arm. He says immediately, he says, put a robe on him, put shoes on him. And what most people don't understand is in the culture of that day, Jewish culture and the Middle Eastern culture, if you have been found guilty of a crime, you're sent- they don't. No. They're already sentenced. Yeah. So anyone in that town could have picked up a stone, seeing that kid walking down the street, and started the stoning process. There would have been no ramifications whatsoever because he'd already been proven guilty. My, my. The father knew that. So the father didn't wait until the kid got to the front door or the front gate. The father, seeing him at a distance, runs to him to cover him. Oh, my, my, John. So that he doesn't die. My, my. John Neal, uh, prayer shield, uh, teacher, historian, you know, we're, we're talking about the, the uh, re- restoration of the family to the father. And we're going to ultimately get to how the enemy has uh, 
subverted this evilly. And we're going to take a look, and through this show, we're going to identify with people who have been very responsible for this. And we're going to spend some time a little bit later on the show talking about a guy named Karl Marx. And uh, one of the major perpetrators of uh, the violation of Judeo-Christian uh, endeavors. And so we're going to be dealing with that, aren't yeah, we, John? And, and the thing is, it's the Leviathan spirit. It's the twisting of truth. And what happens in Karl Marx's thing, and in this whole thing we're discussing right now, from Satan coming into the garden, it is the truth, and it's just twisted a little bit. Yeah. But we twist the truth, Leviathan, kind of a spirit that twists things around, and now all of a sudden you're believing a, a lie. Yes, that's right. But we got to get out of the scholastic mentality here. You, you hear us saying words, and you go, those are very, very interesting words. You have to realize, look in the mirror as you're hearing this show and say, this is against me right now. It's not abstract. It happened way back in, in history or way back in the Old Testament or things like that. Right. This is a now thing. The enemy, in fact, this is the time where the enemy knows he's got to make his final move right now because God's got big plans for his church, that's you, and uh, if we don't make our stand, he's gonna, he thinks he's going to get away with it. So we, just, we need to be aware of that. John? Quick second. And remember what you said today to your wife. And remember what you said today to your kids. And remember what they said to you. Because those twistings happen daily. Oh my. And we go, oh, well, yeah, but you remember. No, no, no. What happened today? Because out of your mouth will come life or will come death. Speak life. Yes, yes, yes. We've got so many other things to discuss, and John is with us for the entire two hours, as is Earl Clampett, and we're going to talk more about these things, and then halfway through the show, we're going to uh, have a little uh, guest appearance by Dennis Hodges. He's also a KPRZ broadcaster and the pastor of church called Yeshua Hamashiach, uh, and so we're going to be talking about those things. I, I want you to pay, pay, pay close attention here. We're set, What we're doing right now is we're setting the stage for things that you need to be aware of that's happening right now against you, against your family, against your value system right now. And Earl is going to come back and carry the, the ball some more on, on this topic, as is John, throughout these two hours. We will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on Praise. Hello, San Diego. This is Rick Sines from uh, Red Seal Ministries. I just bless you and ask you just to receive the love of the Lord at this time, uh, this open season we have in San Diego. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise with Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Come Together San Diego and a, a stimulating topic. You know, we're embracing Father's Day coming soon uh, to you. Tomorrow's Father's Day. But we want to expand the topic of Father's Day and deal with not only your father, your fathers in this earth, but also uh, your father in heavenly places as well. And uh, God's plans to restore this family to him as well, so we're, we've got an ulterior motive in this broadcast to talk about fathers and fathers' days, but also we need to take a look at the bad guys who say they're fathers, but they're really not. So Earl Clampett and John Neal are with me. Earl Clampett, a judge, remarkable judge, and also the minister of Simple Truth Ministries. John Neal, historian, high school teacher, and prayer shield minister as well. So each of these guys has different parts of the puzzle we're putting together, and then next. Our top of next hour, we're going to have Earl, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Dennis Hodges, uh, KPRZ broadcaster with me, 
uh, talking about other aspects of this. So, Earl and John, you, I know you're setting the stage. We're going somewhere. Yeah. The important thing to remember, we're talking right now about the basics. Yes. We're talking about the foundation. We're going to build a building over the next hour plus. We're going to build a building, and the building's going to be how do you as a dad get back where God wants you to be and get your family back online where it wants to be. Yes. But to understand that, you, you can't make a decision unless you know what the problem is. Yes. My dad was an auto mechanic, 65 years auto mechanic. He did NASCAR all over the – and he would carry a big, giant, long screwdriver. That big screwdriver he'd put to his ear and he'd put on the engine and he'd listen to it. He'd go, here's the problem. But if you don't know what the problem is, you don't know what to fix. Yeah, that's right. And, and thank you, John. And you're, you're taking on more, more of the family aspect. And, and Earl has been taking on the identity of the father and false fathers as well. So uh, you're back up again, uh, Earl. How, how, where would you like to take this? Well, um, it's really interesting because I'm getting the sense that our culture, our virtues, our values, our religious beliefs, I mean, the whole enchilada is being attacked and assailed as never before. And um, I'm kind, I like to dig, Kaz. I like to go into roots and say, what is this? Is this an ideological disagreement? Is this a political uh, disagreement? Is this a, a policy or approach disagreement? But when you dig all through this, um, I read a book, <laughs> and I'm thinking, no, this is not philosophical, it's not ideological, it's not political by itself, as portrayed all around us. It actually has spiritual roots, okay? And when you start to look at the spiritual roots of what is assailing our culture and everything that we stand for, uh, our heritage, um, our, our religious freedoms, all, all of our inalienable rights that come to, to us in the Constitution, the whole system is being attacked at an, a level never known before. And I read a book, and I think you might, you're, I think you have gone through a lot of it. It's called, I'm, I'm going to recommend that everybody who's listening to this uh, go out, and I, by the way, I'm not getting any <laughs> endorsements or money from, from this recommendation, but there's a book uh, came out. Uh, late last year called The Devil and Karl Marx. And it was by a guy named Paul Kingor, K-E-N-G-O-R. And it's an amazing dig, uh, you know, treasure trove digging to say what is at the root of everything that we are, the, as far as the tumult and the calamity and um, the whole confusion in this, in this time and season. And when I read this book, I'm going, wow, I didn't – I always was taught that Karl Marx uh, was, a, was an atheist. You know, he, he just stood against there's, there's no God. From which uh, was birthed uh, socialism, communism, sure, exactly. and other isms. Exactly, all the isms. And, and mostly it was an economic uh, theory uh, to turn the world upside down. But the more you dig, and especially after you read a book like this, really, The Devil and Karl Marx, and I'm, I've, I, that intrigued me. So when I got into it – I'm beginning to realize that, wait a minute, this guy isn't just an atheist. He really doesn't even qualify as an atheist. After I analyze this book, I, I'm thinking this guy has a religion, and he's very, very much a zealot of this religion. And he has a father, too. Yes, he does. He has that father that, that John Natural talked and about. spiritual. Right. John chapter 8, and, and Jesus called out the Pharisees, and he says, you have a father other than Abraham. It's, he's called... The father of lies, your his children, which is referring to the devil, Lucifer, whatever various names he has, 
And, and so when I start to read this, I'm going, wait a minute. This guy has a religion, and when you read his poems of uh, several years before he wrote the Communist Manifesto in 1848, he, wrote, he, he fancied himself a poet, and he fancied himself also a playwright. And so you have lots of examples that you can read what is in his heart, what is in his mind. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm a retired judge. I'm a retired attorney. I know a contract when I see one, Kaz. And this man made several contacts with the adversary himself. He yes. made several contracts with, um, with the devil, with Satan, whatever you want to call him. In, in Hebrew, it's called Hasatan. He has several names. But he basically, in those contracts, sells his soul okay, to the enemy. And he, he points it out line by line, word by word, in all of these poems and all of these scripts he writes for plays. And the man is not just influenced. It's borderline, I would say, if not total, but borderline possession. Mm-hmm. And the man is unstable. Even, even Engels, who was his partner, said, dude, I think this guy has like 10,000 demons in him. You know, I mean, who, who acts like this? Who talks like this? Who, yeah. who is so morbid and, and death-focused and destructive-focused? But one of the main things that he was against, uh, not surprisingly, when we were talking about Father's Day, is the family, the nuclear family. And when that starts to come out, it's, um, it goes – Marxism shifts – uh, from the 18, uh, well, the 19th century, from 1840 going forward, from an economic uh, argument over capitalism versus mm-hmm. socialism, to all of a sudden we're now talking about, ooh, let's change our tactics because they weren't successful in creating a one-time, one-done, one-and-done deal with the uh, economy being overthrown. They said we have to go after the culture, and the culture involves people's. Uh, personal virtues and beliefs and social values yes exactly the fabric that weaves us together and holds us together you got to tear that fabric apart let me just interject here my listening friend do you realize what earl is talking about and john as well we're not talking about the 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 theories of things past look in in the news today look at at the things that you look at what the things you watch on tv the, the ways you interact with other people you are going to see these influences alive and well and destructing your family your life right now we want to get to a point where we can figure out what they are so we can identify them and have god solve them through us you 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 have a thought john it's the thing that marx did and then moving towards lenin the idea was the capitalism works socialism doesn't work because ultimately (laughs) like margaret thratcher said you run out of other people's money but here's the deal they could not break it down economically so what they had to do is break down the culture. Right. Destroy Western American, Western civilization, you change everything. And one of the things that Karl Marx said, this is 1904. Karl, I'm sorry, Lenin. 1904, Lenin said, uh, lust can emancipate the energy of the spirit, not for the pseudo-family values of the past, but for the victory of socialism. The attempt to bring lust in. L-U-S-T, bring, lust. L-U-S-T, to bring in pornography, to bring all this garbage into our lives was attempt to destroy the family unit because by destroying the family unit now they can restructure and in the old communist system us kids growing up in the soviet union era the state was the parent yes. not the parents oh my my and earl you have things to say about this well yeah and, and i it's the tactics are need to change so you go after the culture lenin said if you destroy the family 
which would be have to you have to go after the father, the patriarchy part of that. Mm-hmm. Then you destroy the country. So I want to read to you real quick this little exit uh, excerpt. How many, do I have enough time just to sure. read this you little part minutes, right here? A couple minutes. Okay. So in uh, this author interviews the um, sister of a gal named Kate uh, Mitlet, who is uh, the high priestess of, of he's entitled here feminism. Uh, back in the late 60s, early 70s. She's one of the founding uh, ladies of uh, now. N-O-W, yeah. Okay, and so here's the sisters recounting of seeing a gathering together of several ladies to talk about how to raise consciousness. Now, that's that's a religious term. That's not a political Mm -hmm. term. So listen to this. So this, um, she went, attended, and this is what she's observed. This is the sister now. She said, I saw my sister leading this group, and she says this is to raise the consciousness of 12 other ladies gathered there. And she says, why are we here today, she asked. She's talking about her uh, Kate Mitlet's uh, sister, is talking about Kate Mitlet. And then the response is to make revolution. Well, what kind of revolution, uh, she asked. The cultural revolution, they chanted. And how do we make cultural revolution, she demanded, by destroying the American family, they answered. Yes. And then she came back and asked, well, how do we destroy the family? Here's the key to Father's Day. By destroying the American patriarch, they cried exuberantly. And how do we destroy the American patriarch, she replied, by taking away his power. Well, how do we do that? By destroying monogamy, they shouted. How do we destroy a monogamy? Last one. By promoting promiscuity, eroticism, prostitution, homosexuality, they resounded. This is 1969. Wow. My listening, I hope you're hearing some things that are familiar to you. And I can tell you something. Uh, Satan, Hasatan, as they would say uh, in Hebrew, Hasatan. And, and his strategy is to make, he maybe redefines what words mean. And he makes it sound right, you know, like NOW, the, the National Organization for Women. We all want women to have godly rights, the fullness of godly rights. But when you start manipulating the definition of these things, we fall prey to the enemy's plan to tear, tear apart Judeo-Christian values. We're going to talk some more about this. It's time to go into a break, and then we're going to have uh, Earl and John join us, uh, and then uh, we're going to have other guests in the next second half of the of the show, but I hope you're getting stirred for this. Don't just take this as passive information. This is stuff we want to build upon to give you some understanding of where we are now and the dangers, but also the solutions against those dangers. And so John, Neil, Earl Clampett, and I will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. <laughs> oh, my friends. Uh, these are lively people, and they're not, they don't stop their liveliness at the commercial break. I'll tell you what, they keep pumping it at you. So, my friends, what a remarkable topic. We're talking about a Father's Day from the uh, broader point of view, and we're going to narrow it down to the specific point of view as well, but uh, understanding who God is as our Father we can understand some of the enemy's influence of trying to pretend like he's a father and have ulterior motives as well. So we're kind of taking the broad brushstroke about fatherhood, and we're taking it, bringing it home 
to roost right here in our lives as well. My, my friends, one of the reasons, the main reason that we are where we are and the dilemma that we are is we've misappropriated the father in our lives and God's plans for his family in our lives. The enemy has said, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll redefine this and we'll redefine that. And here we are in 2021. John, why don't you uh, set the stage for what you want to talk about? Because, I mean, we've had a lot of water under the bridge so far, right. so I'll let you take that well, and, and run. And, and if I could, Kaz, the first thing I want to say is I want everyone, please, we got people praying for you. I want people to listen who've got family problems. I want people to listen who have problems with their dads. Because some people have already gone, you know, he's about dads. My dad was a jerk, and they've turned the radio off. Yeah. Call them up and tell them to get the radio back on. Because our hope, our prayer, our belief is God has a purpose and a plan to change it and we can't rely on what Daddy did. We rely on what Abba did. There you go. That's really important. There, that's really it, true. Earl mentioned the, the whole Karl Marx thing and the movement of socialism versus capitalism and then the cultural war. And I want everyone who's ever been on TV or watched TV to think about, particularly old people like myself, think about Leave it to Beaver. Think about Father Knows Best, My Three Sons, the groups that I grew up with in the 50s and the 60s. Okay, And then all of a sudden... Father knew everything, and suddenly in the 90s and the early 2000s, we have Homer Simpson. And Homer Simpson's a buffoon. He's an idiot. He's a moron. <laughs> okay? And his wife, Marge, is much smarter than him. But think about it. Who is the important smart people in the entire family? It's Bart Simpson. He's the one who has all the solutions and all the pro- to all the problems. They've taken it into the TV show, into the cartoons. There are shows that have anti-biblical stuff on it, left and right, LGBT stuff, homosexuality, and please hear me. God loves them. You're not slamming the people at right. all. We're not You're... talking about discrimination. No. I don't care how. I tell my kids. I teach in high school. I got kids come all the time and go, Mr. Neal, I think I'm gay. I think I'm bi. I go, okay. You're going to get a grade based on your homework, not on what you are sexually, okay? <laughs> the reality is that's out there. But the thing is it's now become normative. It's now acceptable. It's now not only accept, it's now being propagandized. Yeah, so that anything other than that is not acceptable. That's right. And if you don't agree with it, oh, suddenly you're evil. And it's gotten to the place that if you look at the top 12 children's shows, children's shows, every one of them has anti-biblical stuff in it. And oh, by the way, in case you're thinking, well, yeah, but I got Disney Channel, four of the top shows are from Disney. Oh, my. And they're bringing this stuff into And you're putting the kids in front of the TV set thinking, okay, I get a few minutes of peace time. And they're watching the stuff. And they're indoctrinated. Their I'm a coach. Okay, as a coach, I train my girls to, to soccer. Okay, we train them to kick the ball. Here's the thing you have to learn: they kick the ball, and the girls say, "You know, coach, we've done this, this the same practice a thousand times." I go, "I know," because I want you to learn muscle memory. You're going to do it so many times that when you get into the game, you're not going to kick the ball by thinking left, right. Do I step? You're just going to automatically do it. Muscle memory. This is what they're doing on TV. They're giving you muscle memory. You just respond to it. And God has a plan. He says, okay, this is in Luke uh, chapter 12, 32. It is the Father's good pleasure. pleasure. God's happy about it. He's excited about it. To give us the kingdom. What's kingdom mean? Kingdom means authority. Hmm. Kingdom means power. And what did we start with way back in the Garden of Eden? God said, I'm giving you all authority over this planet. So the enemy wants to steal that away from us and say, oh, no, you don't have authority. Who has authority? I do. The government does. No. Because you gave it to me. Because you gave it to me. And <laughs> that right. is the big key. We have handed it to him. We've deferred. We've given the credit to the enemy. We've allowed him to walk in it. And we've gone, well, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. 
your children's life is on the line. That's right. And where we are today and where we are earth today, today is, is because we've uh, abdicated our responsibility. And think listen, what, my friend, listen. Yes, and you think what Yeshua said. Think about Jesus. Jesus says, okay, my food, my essence, everything I have is to obey the will of the one who sent me. That's the key. That's the layout. We go down, and people are saying, well, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's great. I got this. We got this information here. But what about my family? I'm going to start with a really simple thing. It's really bizarre. It's really simple. Repent. Have you blown it, Dad? Have you blown it, son? Have you blown it, daughter? Mom, have you blown it? Repent. Turn from it. Stop it. And repent is not, oh, I'm sorry. Repent is a 180 turn the other direction. We've forgotten what repentance really means. And wouldn't you say that it's important that you, 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 you might say, I won't repent until they do. That's, exactly. not, that's completely the wrong attitude. Oh, oh we, we, we lay out this attitude of, well, you know, the reason I'm sinning is because it's Cass's fault. The reason I'm sinning is my husband said, well, my wife said, my daughter said. But No, you're sinning because you made an active choice. Now, the enemy of lies is put it in your head, and you've been programmed to believe it, to believe it, to believe it, but it's still your active choice. And if you're going to change the family unit, if we're going to change our nation, the contracts, the contracts that Earl was talking about have to be broken and understand they were illegal contracts. Because they were based upon fraud. They were not based upon the truth of God's word. So, how do you recoup? How do you recoup that power? One of the things is obey. Because what do we say? It has that place of what I do, there are action, reaction, thermodynamics, laws, thermodynamics, real simple. Obey. Obey God's word. Well, yeah, but it's not comfortable. I know. It's not fun. I know. But you have to make a decision at this point. Is God God? If God is God... My, my kids often say, well, Mr. Neal, we talk religion all the time in, in my history classes. Uh, Mr. Neal, uh, I don't know if I believe in God or not. And I go, well, okay, that's not relevant. Because your feelings are not relevant. What's relevant is the facts. The facts change everything, not the feelings. Feelings change. And we look at feelings, okay, we're in trouble. We obey God's will. We obey, and we got to be strong enough to go in and take possession. This is Deuteronomy, okay? Obey so you will be strong enough to go and take possession. What did Israel have to do to go into the land? They had to trust Mm -hmm. God, and they didn't do it like Moses did it. So don't look to what your daddy did. Look to the new thing God's doing for you right now. God says obey, and he also says, excuse me, Numbers 49, obey, and I'm going to feed you giants for your bread. (laughs) Are you willing to fight the giants for your wife, for your children, for your family, and for your nation, and for the world. Yes, and today there are a lot of different giant giants. They Lots. come by different they look names. Different. That's right. And some of them wear little pink ruffles, and some of them uh, are dressed up really pretty and nice, and some of them say really good things, and most of them say something like, well, now don't offend anybody. And the problem is, God said very clearly, my word's offensive. I'm a stumbling block. And if we don't understand that as followers of Jesus Christ, then, we, then we've missed it. We've That's missed right. it completely. It is not about heaven. It's about the Father. It's about reestablishing the relationship, reestablishing the family. So what do we need to do? We need to reestablish the family because Dennis Hodges is going to tell you, in the next segment that's coming up, Dennis Hodges is going to tell you the impact. I'm going to tell you the impact I see kids in my classrooms who are broken, who are destroyed, who are on drugs, who are suicidal, who have all these problems, and the number one cause, the number one cause, no dad at home. That's right. That's no right. dad at home. And uh, one of the things that really angers me is – the enemy picks on different mm-hmm. people and different mm-hmm. uh, people groups right. uh, to cause the most devastation. That's right. That's right. And I'll tell you what, I, I, I was with the big brothers uh, for decades, right. and uh, my little brothers 
are, are black brothers, and they're the coolest kids in the entire universe. But I'll tell you what, the enemy goes, how can I cause division in this Judeo-Christian mentality? And he starts picking different ethnic groups to be posed against each other. And my friend, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. And and you talk um, about Dennis Hodges, who's going to be on with us for the next hour. He's going to talk about the... um, the black families, mm-hmm. the African American mm-hmm. families, mm-hmm. and all, and all you know, the Mexican families and other other minority and the families. families. Uh, yeah, exactly. That that are believers, and how the enemy is trying to destroy that horizontal relationship right. so that he can have his way. We're going to talk more about this in the next segments when we come right back. Hey. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise. More Come Together San Diego. It's just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas. FM 106.1, North County. AM 1210, San Diego. K-Praise. Come together, San Diego, with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Hello, my friends. An engaging thought and much more. We're talking about uh, Father's Day and fatherhood and also fatherlessness. I mean, all these things play a role into the difficult times. I mean, the mm-hmm. terrible times that we are in right now, and God wants to reconcile that. Earl, I want you to um, I want you to inter- introduce our next guest and friend, Dennis Hodges. But set the stage and then hand the baton over to Dennis. Well, we we recently did um, a conference over at Dennis Hodges Church in Lemon Grove, and he has a unique church name uh, called the Church of Yeshua Hamashiach, which in Hebrew means uh, Jesus the Messiah. And uh, Dennis is an amazing pastor who brings uh, several cultures together. But Dennis understands um, a lot of these issues at a core level. Uh, his father was a, a Chicago police officer for uh, decades, and, and uh, he took over uh, and followed a similar career. But he, he's an amazing man. He, he helped... Uh, put together this whole um, focus on the Father to bring yes. races together, ethnicities together, cultures together in a world that the enemy is trying to pull apart. So Dennis Hodges is a key player in what God is doing in these yes, days. Yes, and he's calling from uh, a ministry obligation he has. So so Dennis, Pastor Dennis, also a fellow broadcaster on KPRZ, we want you to talk about uh, a topic, fatherlessness, and you see this uh, running rampant in the world, and you have some in, uh, unusual and unique insights, uh, Pastor Dennis Hodges. Love you, man. Uh, happy Happy Father's Day, first of all, my uh-huh. brothers. Thank you. Uh, you. Uh, I say sh- I say shalom, shalom, and baruch Hashem. Amen. Bless the name. We thank God for another opportunity, and you know, uh, I tell you, when you know, when it comes to. Uh, and I and I don't like using that black and white thing. You remember that? I you know, know that light, light, light shade of light light brown shade, dark brown shade. You know, ain't no white folks, ain't no black folks. They all different shades of brown. But 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 the dark shade of brown brothers, uh, when it comes to them uh, being fathers, uh, specifically, most in fact, live with their children. A, a lot of them, and uh, there was a study found that about 2.5 million uh, dark-shaded brown fathers were living with their children, and about 1.7 million were officially living apart from them. Now, here here lies the key. 
my daughter, I raised my daughter. I took her from her mother when my daughter was about three or four years old. I raised her up myself uh, 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 as a single, as a single parent. Uh, and now she's, now I have two grandkids. She's 45 years old. Uh, and I couldn't see, uh, her, I just couldn't, the way things were going, I couldn't see leaving her with her mother because we had some disruptive behaviors going on in those days. Um, and so I, I wasn't that, I wasn't that fatherless person. Uh, I was still dealing with my daughter, even though she wasn't with me until I took her. Uh, but there's a lot of fathers that are either incarcerated or either they're dead. Uh, they, 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 they chose to live a life of crime. Uh, uh, and, and a lot of that has to do, you know, I don't believe in that piece about a person is bad because of the environment. Mm-mm. Because uh, Adama, Adama and Hava were in a perfect environment and they still disobeyed. He's talking you know, Adam and so Eve, my friends. Adam and Eve, yeah, Adam and Eve were in a were in a perfect environment, and they still disobeyed. And then the son, uh, the spirit of jealousy came because of Cain killing his brother, because uh, Abel bought the better offering, and you know, so so we got those spirits still lingering around, and 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 Hasatan, as you made mention, you're talking about the devil, Hasatan. He he's uh, he does his job well. It's up to us as fathers uh that and that's 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 dark shade light shade medium shade uh-huh. to not not listen to to the whispers of Hasatan and do what we're supposed to do if we if we respond to the Lord's ability, then we will be responsible you know you 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 feel me with that responsibility Amen. is responding to the Lord's ability for you to do what you know you need to do. If you laid down and you and you had that sexual intercourse with that with your wife or with with with, with the gal, your girlfriend or whatever, which is fornication and that's another subject. But but if but if you if you laid down and you and you, and you was a sperm donor, you know, with 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 that woman you were with, then you and then a baby pops out, you need to hold up to your responsibility. And and so what what has been happening? Uh, uh, they either they ended up being the children end up being fatherless because they don't want to. First of all, the the, the brothers or the Hispanics or the light skinned uh, gentlemen don't want to hold up to their responsibility. They don't want to be responsible. They just wanted sexual intercourse without the responsibility. That's the that's first. <laughs> Second, if we recognize that 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 everything that we're supposed to do in regards to the things of God, we'll do the right thing. But a lot of people don't want to live by the word of God. And why don't people want to live by the word of God? Because they don't want no authority figure. They they see they see him as an authoritarian and don't nobody want nobody telling them what that's to right. Do. They don't want the accountability. They don't want the accountability. Right. And and that's and that's sad. You know, uh uh that's why I, I, I privy small churches, small churches, uh, uh, people are held responsible. There's accountability, you know, but you go into a large church, you kind of get lost, you know, and, 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 and you don't, you don't know who's zooming who in the zoo, you know, uh, uh, counting by the number of children rather than the number of fathers presents a different picture. Uh, uh, the, the census bureau reports that, 
slightly more than half of our dark-skinned children live in houses headed by one parent, which is usually, but not always, the mother. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so, so this is explained in part by non-co-residential uh, fathers having more children. It's also true that dark-skinned children are more likely than others to be born out of wedlock. So, like, now, now, if the Lord let me see August 22nd, I'll be 66 years old. I just found out, and I talked to her today, because uh, I'm, I'm on my way back from Yorba Linda as I had another ministry engagement up in there, and I'm in, I'm in the parking lot and it's traffic. But, but uh, I, just talked to, I, just, I just talked to my newfound sister today, found out that uh, she just turned 65 May, May 26th, but I didn't know I had a sister. So my so my father, she 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 was fatherless, she was fatherless all her life, and, and because my father stayed with 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 our family, and yet and still you know and I'm not and I'm not uh, shooting dibs at my father, but what I'm saying is he was a man, and when I was in the world, you know uh, I had a whole lot of women get abortions. I'm not a proud. I'm not proud of none of that. But when you're in the world and you're not walking with the Lord, you're subject to do anything, mm-hmm. you know. And and so a lot of this fatherless uh, uh, activity go on because people are not walking with the Lord. There's no directive, and that's the that's the main key there. When you when you walk with Him, things change. When you're born again, things change. When your when your life is is directed by the Ruach Hakodesh, the Holy Spirit, things change. And you don't, you won't, that fatherlessness, that fatherlessness you, you, it won't be so much of it. If in fact there's a whole lot of it, but there's a lot of myths in that too, because there's a, there's a, there are millions of kids that live with their fathers half the time, or at least part of the time, uh, through joint custody arrangements. Uh, children generally have, one legal address, which is particularly important for purposes of determining school districts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but most often, the, the legal address is the mother's. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a major reason that fatherless, fatherless statistics in general sometimes are overblown. Sometimes they're overblown. It's not like, it's not like, it's not like uh, uh, the, statistics, the, statistics, the statistics are telling it. Their fathers' <coughs> fathers' homes all too often are not counted officially as being homes with children. Yes. But 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 then you have also some unmarried couples living together, making the marriage statistics even more misleading. Yes. So and, and meanwhile, in uh, 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 in between time, among fathers who live with their children, the dark-skinned gentlemen dads are in many ways the most involved with their kids' lives. So you got 70%, say, of dark-skinned fathers were most likely to, be, to, to, to have bathed and dressed and diapered or helped their children use the toilet every day, compared with 60% of light-skinned uh, 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 fathers and, and 45% of, of, of the medium brown-skinned fathers talking about the, yes. the the light the light the light the lighter shade of brown being the caucasian and the his the the the, the medium shade being the hispanic yes yes uh, and, and the study also found that 
there's more dark-skinned fathers than white fathers took their children to or from activities every day and help their kids with homework every day. But then you got those who are committing crimes out there, out out here in the world, all over the world, not just in America, and they end up uh, having to serve time for their crime. And 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 so what happens with the child? Yes, you know. And then then you have those who they they get so they because of police brutality. Yes, like, Dennis, like, Pastor like, Dennis, we we need to take a break right here. You're on a roll here, and I don't want to subjugate that, but we need to take a break. My listening friend, I you understand who you're you're listening to here? Uh, uh, Dennis Hodges is a man who who has vested invested his life in bringing people to Jesus. Uh, he has a Hebrew flavor in the things that he teaches, but he's also been involved in law enforcement in the prison system for years. And so, I mean, he knows stuff. So when he's sharing stuff with you, I want you to pay close attention, talking a bit about fatherlessness in the world and how the different skin colors have well, the, the, the bearing that has on this. Uh, but we, we also want him to talk in the next segment about the contemporary church. My friend, this is not rampant in the world in general. This is rampant in the churches right now, too. And so if you'd be so kind, uh, <laughs> Pastor Dennis, when the commercial break is over, come on back and talk about that as well, would you? You got it. Okay. My listening friend, <laughs> good friend, Earl uh, Clampett, uh, Simple Truth Ministries, John Neal, uh, Prayer Shield, and Dennis Hodges, Pastor Dennis Hodges and fellow KPRZ broadcaster and I will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome back, my friends. We're talking about a vast topic, and we're trying to condense it into a way that you can comprehend what we're saying and realize the dangers and the values of where we are right now. And uh, we are honored to have on the phone with us Dennis Hodges, a KPRZ broadcaster and the pastor of the Church of Yeshua HaMashiach. And uh, he has some insights about uh, uh, fathers and fatherhood and fatherlessness. And we see this in the world. It's pretty easy to see, and you can discern these things more easily. But if you look more closely, the contemporary church is uh, rife with this as well. So, Pastor Dennis, uh, we want to make sure that we continue the theme of Father's Day and fatherlessness. And we're going to be talking about the the misguidance that we are getting because of the socialism mentality, and we're introducing Karl Marx throughout this thing as well. But my my listening friend, you need to be aware that these are insidious strategies of the enemy, and you go, oh, this is just happening in the family. But it's a a division that has been occurring since Satan says, I want to be the father of lies. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Pastor Dennis, as we talk a little bit more about the contemporary church and what the contemporary church needs to be able to do and realize of the enemy is having influence to take us, our focus away from God, Father God, and into fatherlessness and his ulterior motives. I'm going to hand the ball back to you, Dennis Hodges. As to uh, preach the inerrant, infallible, and authoritative word of God. You know the fatherless uh, uh, in the in the in the word of God in the in the. In... We're losing you there, Dennis. The, the fatherless are 
uh, are commonly grouped with widows and sojourners and, and, and as those requiring uh, care and justice. You got Israel's uh, care of the fatherless demonstrates a particular way in which Jehovah's people reflect his own character. <clears throat> Take, for instance, Deuteronomy 10, uh, 17 through 18. Uh, it says, uh, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God, who is not partial and takes no bribe. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. And then in Psalm 68 and 5, it says that the father of the fatherless and the protector of widows is God in his holy habitation. Well, if, 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 a, if a father is unaware of the word of God, they don't know nothing about this kind of stuff. And then when you try to tell them that they need to come in out of the, out of the dark into his marvelous light, you know, they come when they decide to come. The Lord, the Lord drew me a long time before I came in. He was drawing me. I want to say he was drawing me at 10 years old, but I didn't come in until I was 39. I ran and ran. I remember my mother telling me, you know, you need to stop doing what you're doing. And I would respond to her, don't talk to me about this Jesus stuff. I, I don't want to hear that. You know, so, you know, but, but now it, I, I, I work out of a total different kid <laughs> because, because I, I received when it was time for me to receive, I received him, and thank God that he didn't send me to hell, or not send me to hell, thank God, because he don't send nobody to hell. Thank God that I didn't write my own ticket to hell based on the things that I was doing. There you go. And, 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 and so a lot of people, <clears throat> if they're unaware of the word, like if you go into the, the Berit Hadashah in the New Testament, he says that in John 14 and 18, uh, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And so he came to me, and, and, and I responded for 29 years later. He came to me, and I responded 29 years later. I, but but in, in between 10 and 39, I did a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have done, and I had to repent in that regard. I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I was, like Rabbi Shaul said, he was the chief of sinners. That's how I was the chief of sinners, but, but I was not fatherless. Like, like, uh, pastor Earl said, my father was the Chicago police for 32 years. And, and, and I mimicked, I got my work ethic from him now, but he didn't know the guys that I was hanging with and the guys that I was running, cause he was at work a lot. And the guys that I was running with, they didn't have fathers. And a lot of them ended up in the penitentiary or they ended up dead. And so that makes a big difference when the father's in the home. Now, mother, she can do a great job, but a young man and a, and a young girl, they need a father in the house. So for you brothers, the dark-skinned uh, 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 brothers, the, the medium brown shade of brothers, and the light shade of brown brothers, handle your business and and, uh, and 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 respond to the Lord's ability as you walk to be responsible for that sperm that you put out in that woman, and now you got a child that was the, because because the good news is you didn't abort.
support the child, but take care of the child and, and know that you're not alone because the, God, the Lord, he will take care of his people and he takes care of babies and he takes care of foods. He, he, and I had, for a long time, I was a fool and he took care of me. So, so I mean, <clears throat> the church needs to step up to the plate, uh, Cass. No, step no up question to the plate and, and And not only not only teach greasy grace, but they need to teach the wrath of God. Yes. You know, and, it's, and at the church of Yeshua HaMashiach, we teach both. We teach the love of God, but, but the Lord taught more about hell than he did heaven. Right. And, and so the churches, you know, and a lot of people... Yes, we reverence the Lord, and we should have we should we should see uh, we should reverence Him and 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 and, and have all over Him and, and and bring glory to His name. The standpoint that and He don't want people to be scared of Him. No, but I believe if people were scared of Him, it would be less fatherlessness out here than it is. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Amen. Dennis, you're exactly right. And I, as I step back and I look at the the maladies that we have. Uh, we have allowed uh, in America, <clears throat> and it has to fall on the shoulder, really, of the pastors and leaders of, uh, of, of that have a, high, high, a higher moral compass. If we re- relent, we pull back from speaking the hard truths, that, then we are at fault. And that's where we are right now, Pastor Dennis. Take about a minute or a minute and a half to, to, to close this segment and to really encourage our listeners who are either maybe pastors of churches or leaders in churches or attenders of churches. Would you speak to them in the next minute or so that we have and uh, draw a close uh, to this I, segment? I, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking to the pastors and ministers and teachers and those who lead flocks, first of all, it's not your church. It's not your church. You might be appointed as the under-shepherd of the flock, but you didn't die for the church. Yeshua died for the church, so the church belongs to him. And, and because it belongs to him, and he's giving you an, uh, an appointment, you need to take that appointment serious. And that means not compromise. Yes, none of us are perfect. We aim toward perfection, but, we, but, we, but, but, but we're not perfect. Uh, 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 missing the mark is sinning. Hitting the mark is the Torah. So starting the Torah, as I just read from Deuteronomy 10. And I think we may, may have lost you, Dennis. Oh, you, you don't hear me? I hear you now. You got okay, about uh, okay, 30 okay. seconds. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> so bottom line, teach the gospel. Teach the inerrant, infallible, authoritative word of God. Stop sugarcoating stuff. And, 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 and if people leave, well, go after them. I mean, because the Lord, the Lord went after the one. You know, he had 99 and one left, and he went after the one. Go after them, and, and if they don't come back, then maybe they wasn't his all along. So right. the bottom line is, go, do, do what you can do, but don't compromise the gospel. Ooh. Teach both the, the whole counsel of God, the, the wrath of God, the love of God. Stop teaching that greasy grace where people think that they can practice sinning because they got grace and the Lord loves them. My my, I think I think we lost you, uh, Pastor Dennis. But I think that that was the the powerful statement. My listening friend, I want you to be encouraged by what you're hearing here. But we have to look in the mirror when we see the the state of this nation. 
right now. We have to look in the mirror because a lot of the stuff is because of our lackadaisicality. And uh, Pastor Dennis, we're going to let you go, be- and we're praying for you uh, that uh, that God blesses you in health and power uh, and might in in the holy name of Jesus. Pastor Dennis, thanks for joining us. God bless you guys, man. Oh. Happy Father's Day again. Yeah, again bless with you, brother. You. We're 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 gonna we're gonna take a thank you, Pastor Dennis. We're gonna take a brief break here, but you know you you've heard. Of, let me just say you've the 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 uh, the water spout has been gushing right now, and we we want we wanted to introduce to you the problems that we foresee that we see here in the way that things are going, and we need to have you aware that there's a point of uh, making a making a confession and standing in the gap, but also turning your life and way over to God. He's got the plans for the solution of this family fatherlessness. He's got the plans for restoring relationships. And we're going to talk a little bit more about not only the enemy's plans to pull us away from that, but God's plans to reconnect us. We're going to talk about that. And Earl Clampett of Simple Truth Ministries, John Neal, uh, historian and prayer shield and other things. We're going to bring all these things Uh, together and summarize them as we go when we come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on KPraise. Hi, I'm Che An, President and Founder of Harvest International Ministry in Pasadena, and I want to make an apostolic declaration. God loves San Diego, and I declare revival and transformation of San Diego. I declare heaven on earth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. And I'm back, and <clears throat> I'm smiling. We're talking about, uh, I mean, an immense topic here. We're talking about returning our hearts to our Father and what that looks like and what it has uh, been misinterpreted as. And so we're trying to trying to bring this together. We've talked about Karl Marx. We've talked about uh, socialism. We've talked about communism. We've talked about the church and what's going on in the church. We've talking about people of different skin colors and the deterioration has happened against Judeo-Christian values there. We've talked about a lot of things, but I think it's because we have some people in the studio that can help bring logic to this in a greater way. Earl Clamp at Simple Truth Ministries and John Neal, Prayer Shield, but he's also a teacher. So I'm going to hand the baton to you, John Neal, and do a summary of what we just heard from Dennis Hodges and bring this back to what we call practical solutions regarding fatherhood. There you go. <laughs> John? You know, every teacher does the same thing. You start at the beginning and say, this is what we're going to learn today. Then you teach them, and then at the end you say, this is what we learned. Yes. So we're going to try to do that right now. We have taken you from the book of Genesis in the beginning to the place of God giving authority to man, to the place of Satan stealing that authority, we handing it to him, the father of lies taking over, and the beginning of the destruction of the family unit. Because in the first family unit, the son kills the other son. It's been there forever. It continues today. It continues in regardless of race, creed, and color. And I agree with my brother Dennis Hodges. There is one race, the human race, just different colorations. But it's there, and it's in the church. The church's divorce rate is as high as the secular rate. The church's pornography, the same. We have accepted the father of lies as instead of accepting what God the Father, Abba, has established for us. 
when we were doing uh, recently the Who's Your Daddy conference, we had a group of people in there. We had 17-year-olds, the youngest. The oldest one was 83 years old. We had every race, creed, and color you could imagine sitting there and virtually every denomination mm-hmm. sitting inside that room. And the thing is, the enemy wants to separate That's right. and divide. Divide and conquer. That's right. And, and, and all you guys know, and who heard me before, uh, I love swords. You try to hold a sword. Well, you hold a sword, you've got to close your fist around that sword, or you can't wield that sword. The sword is the word of God, the sword of the spirit. Well, the same thing is true in the family unit within the church. We've got all these separate little fingers running around going, oh, I'm the special one. No one holding on to the hilt of the sword. So you can't do the battle you need to do unless you grasp it in unity. That unity has to come first within the family. You dad, you mom, you kids, you're the first church. Without you, you, there is no church. Yeah, the mom, the dad, and the kids. That's the first church we have to be concerned about. That's right. And if that church is messed up, going to a building once a week or twice a week and going, oh, how special, I'm here being spiritual, isn't going to change anything. You first have to have your church in order. Well, wait a minute, John. Wait a minute, wait a minute. My church is screwed up at home. Well, yeah, welcome to the real world. (laughs) It is that way. But here's the deal. What are you going to do practically? Remember Peter. Peter denies Christ three times. Peter, you know, Peter, who was like, hey, I'm going to go to death for you. He's like, oh, no, I don't know him. Mm -mm, No, never heard of him. I'm out of here. And then at the end, he's having a fish fry with Jesus. The big celebration after Jesus is resurrected. And Jesus looks at him and says, do you love me? Now, Peter knew exactly what he was talking about. Because three times he asked me, three times he denied me. But notice something about the Father's representative, our brother Jesus. He didn't come with a baseball bat. He didn't come with, I knew you were going to do it. I told you you were going to do it. He didn't say, well, you know, if you'd have been better. He said, Peter, do you love me? And dads, I want you to understand something. I'll talk to dads right this second. Dads, I want you to understand something. It doesn't matter if you screwed up. It's a reality. It happened. You can't do anything about the past. You can change the future. So like Peter, God looks at you and says, do you love me? Because if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. If you obey my commandments, then I can start to release the blessings into you and into your family. And then you say, well, yeah, but, you know, my kids are already gone. What's that got to do with anything? They're still your kids. They're still established by God to be your children. Something very practical, very simple. Do you pray for your kids? Oh, yeah, I pray for my kids all the time. Have your kids ever seen you pray for them? Mm. Have you ever walked into the room as they were younger and laid a hand on their head and said, I bless you oh in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, in the name of the Most High God. You were created to be an amazing person. Have you done that? My daughter said to me, Dad, you always showed us Jesus. And I'm not telling you I was perfect. Far from it. But I tried hard to walk in there even when I didn't want to, even when it was inconvenient, even when I thought I had failed. And I got failures we could do an entire show on. But even then, I tried to say, wait a minute, that little girl, my two daughters, they needed to know, A, their father, Daddy John, yes, loves yes. them, but Abba Ooh, loves that's them. that's so good, John. And the ability to go in and do that. And it's a simple thing. And you, one guy said to me, well, you know what? My, my, my son doesn't want me to pray for him. Pray for him anyway. Are, are you suddenly controlled by a 14-year-old? Mm. No. You're the father. Pray for them. Now, here's the hard part. I've done this many times in my life being a father. Apologize for you screwed up. You were wrong. Tell him you were wrong. And say, you know, that isn't what God the Father wanted me to do. 
but I want you to forget and ask them for forgiveness. They may not even forgive you. But do, do you but realize the key behind that is my dad is available for God's correction. That's right. Boy, that changes the rules. It changes everything. And what do you do? Remember what Jesus did? He did it at a fish fry. So, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I had someone say to me today uh, at uh, Tree of Life, they said, uh, you know what? My wife pointed out to me that my daughter does everything that I want her to do. And yet you never listen to me, husband. And then she said, I started to observe my daughter. She said, my daughter, when you're changing the oil, slides under the car with you and says, Dad, what are you doing? The daughter spends time. Yes. The time factor cannot be changed. Say that again. The time factor cannot be changed. We have become a society that is content with making money, going to the work. Mm -hmm. Checking off boxes. Checking boxes. And now I'm successful. Here is success. My daughters both know Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. Yes. I'm a successful dad. Yeah. My daughters both are amazing young women. They've done amazing things. Both of them have their degrees, all master's degrees, all that kind of stuff. But here's the promise. The promise comes from God saying, you know what? If you're with me, if you abide in me, then I'll abide in you. So dads, practical, practical. Abide with your children. Take the time. Don't. I know, but the TV, I've been working all day long. I understand. Stop it. That's right. Reach over. Anybody ever seen NCIS uh, Gibbs? Smack him across the back of the head. <laughs> it's a smack in the cross of the head I'm trying to give you guys to say, listen to me. You can change your children's lives now. Yes, Forget right. the past. Mm-hmm. Now. But you've got to get into their lives. That's you've right. got to spend time with them. You've got to pray with them. You've got to let them know how important God is in your life right. and their life. And guess what? If it's not that important, make it more important. Oh, I like it. Because that's going to change your children's lives. I sat there with kids broken families, Christian kids who've never heard the love of God from their dad. My my listening friend, I hope this is stirring you because this is really, we're, we're getting to the summary part of our, our message, and, and Earl has some things to say t- as well to summarize this, but you have to understand who to listen to and how to obey and who not to listen to and stand against. We're going to talk about that in many different ways as Earl is going to help us close this thing John Neal, thank you. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. My listening friend, we're going to close this show as soon as the commercial break is over, so do not go too far away because we will be with Earl Clampett and John Neal right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Welcome back to the closing segment of Come Together San Diego. This two-hour show has been uh, kind of overwhelming if you if you look at one segment at a time instead of stepping back. You need to realize that God's desire is to return the relationship to father-child and to eliminate the false relationship that the enemy wants you to think is the right thing to do but it's really the wrong thing to do. So uh, Earl Clampett is with me for the entire, has been with me for the entire two-hour show as uh, John Neal, Earl Clampett, Simple Truth Ministries. Earl, uh, Earl's a remarkable judge and literally has been a judge for years. And uh, John Neal, prayer shield, uh, and a historian, a high school teacher. Both of these guys have great wisdom in their own part. But uh, Earl, I'm going to hand it to you. I want you to, let's do a little bit of a summary statement on the world of separation that we have to face, but separation from unto. It's not, in other words, separating yourself from the lies unto the truth. And, uh, you know, 
identify the the right father. I mean, there's a father that really loves you and has has plans for your eternity, and there's one who will say this, that, but his plans are to defile you and break you away from your Judeo-Christian values and beyond. Earl and, and just to, uh, thanks, Cass, just to follow up on that point you just made, think about it. From the very beginning in Genesis, uh, Satan has been trying to separate us as children from our Ooh, father. My, yes. and, and, and by definition, when that happens, since eternal life is knowing God, okay, and the son whom he sent, knowing him intimately, well then, so that's life, because that's, that's what eternal life says. This is that they may know you, the one true God. In that separation process, okay, there's always the enemy trying to separate everything yes. and everyone, whether it's on a family basis, whether it's on a, on a societal basis, whether it's on a, a, a national basis or, or a citizen basis. But I just wanted to do this summary real quick. I think what God is trying to tell us in this era of Father God is that as we come back to Father God, it is he is the solution mm. to all of the attempts by the enemy through whether it's uh, politics or whether it's spirituality of, of, of the enemy trying to come in and separate gender, uh, male from female, um, age from, from people of, of age to young people. Yeah, or education, any, anything he can use any, as yeah, device. Exactly, he and he'll always it. use the, the oppressor versus the oppressed, and that's typical communist Karl Marx language. And so he's using that in racial terms, he's using that in ethnic, ethnic terms, he's using that to try to make us into some sort of tribalism rather than say, what do we have in common? Yes. And, and, and our, Dennis Prager says this, and he says, our values are on our coinage. In God we trust, well, that's the, you know, that's the whole union and glue that brings us together is coming back to Father God in a family sense is the solution to all of the attempts to divide this nation, divide these our families on so many levels. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Amen. John Neal. Amen. I want you, if you wherever you're at right now, I want you to make a fist. Make a fist. And understand a fist has power. A fist has ability to, to strike and do the job that needs to be done. But now I want you to open your fingers out, and I want you to understand that in history— Going back to the ancient days of Egypt, Rome, doesn't matter, every society, every tribal group has had this problem. They didn't want to be with the rest of the tribe, close fifth. They wanted to be independent. I'm a different tribe than you. I'm a different color than you. I'm a different religion than you. I've got a different denomination. The enemy picks off one finger at a time. Mm. Easy to destroy. I want particularly for the, for the dads, because it's Father's Day. Yes. Bless you for Father's Day. I want you to think, not, it cannot be done. I don't want you to get stuck in. Yeah, my parents were divorced when I was three. My dad split for a while. My stepfather was never quite good enough for me because he wasn't really my dad. But you know what? God brought me through. God chose to give me these great people that worked in my life. And I want you to understand something. You can do it. You can do it not because I say you can do it because God says you can do it. He gives you all power, all authority in Christ Jesus. That's his word, not mine. When Lazarus came out of the grave, remember what happened. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. But I want you to hear this, Father. Lazarus had to step out of the grave. My, so he, Lazarus had to obey. That's right. He had to obey. And Jesus didn't run to the grave and pull him out. He said, come. And 
Lazarus obeyed and came. Dads, obey. Hear God's word. How should you be treating your wife? How should you be treating your children? How should you treat yourself? How should you treat your God? All those things will reflect in your family unit. What I want to do now is I want to ask you guys to just take a few minutes. We're going to pray for you. Important thing. But I want to pray a Father's blessing. I want to pray in a way that says, first of all, and I want you just, I mean, I'm not, we're not doing anything weird here. We're not having a seance in the room or anything. I'm not trying to channel your father. But I want you to think about your own dad. And I want to say, let me represent your dad for a moment on the radio. And let me say to you, I'm sorry for the things I didn't do, for the places I wasn't there, for the times when I felt like maybe you weren't a good enough son or a good enough daughter, the times I compared you to your brother or your sister, the times when I wasn't there for your games, hear my heart, the times I didn't provide for you emotionally, physically, spiritually, the times when you needed a dad just to touch. And you'll forgive my emotion because I've been there myself. I feel this very strongly. But I want you to hear me. That was my fault, not yours. That was never God's intent. God's intent was for you to have a perfect father on this planet, but I failed that. Will you forgive me? And as you forgive me, as you forgive me, will you hear you are blessed? You are anointed. You are covered. You are protected. And I will try to be the father that you need to be for the future. Forgive me. And I also speak directly to the enemy. There is no authority except the authority of the Most High God. There is no power except the power of Jesus Christ. And that power says directly to the loss, to the unforgiveness, to the pain, to the abuse to the neglect, sexual abuse. It says, this is who you are. But God says, no. That's a lie. That's a theft of your identity. Your identity is a child of the Most High God. Hear me, women. You are a warrior princess of the Most High God. Gentlemen, you are God's son. And when you understand that, and you understand his perfection, remember the father running to the prodigal son. He has covered you with the cloak and the shoes and the ring, because that's Jesus Christ covering you with the cloak to serve and to save. My. You are blessed. Forgive me. Do not blame God for my choices. Yes. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Last thing I want you guys to do, gentlemen, this is you. You go pray. Yes, you yes. pray over your wife. Yes. Well, but you don't understand my wife. Yeah, it doesn't matter what your wife does. It doesn't matter what your kids do. It matters what God said. It says, husbands, live your life and do it in such a way like Christ loved the church. Yes. And he died for the church. So, gentlemen, I'm not telling you it's easy. I'm not telling you, oh, snap your fingers. Suddenly, tomorrow, you'll be the greatest dad in the entire world. But are you willing to start? I've got a T-shirt I used to give my soccer players. It said, you can fall down. You can get sick. You can throw up. You cannot quit. Mm. So, gentlemen, keep going forward. Do not quit. John, I'm going to have you say a closing prayer here. One of the things I realize, a lot of people are going, they're, they're, they're 
they're torn by what you said, and they say, this is the truth. Now, what do I do about it? Let, here's the deal. This is a God thing, and God is capable of putting people by your side to help empower this. So uh, when somebody's saying, uh, uh, Pastor John Neal or Teacher D- John Neal, I-, I-, I hear what you're saying, and I want to be able to do this, but how do I do this? Would you pray God's intervention? Absolutely. See, God's interested in you and your welfare, Absolutely. so he can put somebody to your left and to your right, to your side, Absolutely. and it can be... Someone you know or you don't know, and he can put them beside you and just entrust him to do that. Uh, John, would you do that? We have about one minute one left. Minute, cool. Uh, here's one of the things you can do practically. Um, one of the ministries we represent is SealedTeam.com. You can go there and ask for prayer. It's a group of men. They're praying for us right now. Sealed so, Team. Sealed, S-E-A-L-E-D, Sealed, T-E-A-M, Team.com. Go there and ask for prayer. Now, Father God, open the hearts. For every man, every woman, every person listening out there, young or old, doesn't matter, Father God, and bring the right people into their mm. lives. Lord, you have, they're going to meet people this week, and I pray that. They will literally meet people this week that will start speaking in their lives. They're going to find opportunities. They're going to look at old shows. They're going to look at old scripture verses. They're going to go back to their Bible, start digging it in deep, and you're going to bring them the right people to speak the right words into their lives to bring them not only salvation for those who do not know you, but, Lord, shalom, peace mm. over themselves, their family. In Yeshua's name I ask this. Amen. Amen. Well, Earl and, and John, uh, Earl Clampett, John, Neil, and I, we say happy Father's Day. Happy Father's God Day. bless happy you, Father's and Day. we'll see you on the flip-flop. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining Cast Hater and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise.